That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the west coast of the Golden State, the nation's most straightforward recovery talk show, That Sober Guy podcast, helping to keep your brain sharp and your blood clean. And now, Shane Raymer. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by That Sober Guy Meetings. Did you like that voice? I didn't. It sucked. And so does this. I don't know what, I almost did a fart noise. Well, that would have been just fucking ridiculous, huh? I don't know what got me thinking that. I did watch Howard Stern the other day, and he came out on stage as Fart Man. For some reason, the image of that ugly bastard flying out over the stage popped into my cranium right before I was about to make that rude comment. Anyways, it's brought to you by That Sober Guy Meetings. Go to thatsoberguy.com, click on the Live Meetings tab, and register for the next Sunday morning live online, 8 a.m. Pacific Time Recovery Meeting. Thank you very motherfucking much. Oh my god. Hold on. That was disgusting. That was fucking disgusting. I've been sick for the last two days. And it's been absolutely terrible. I never get sick. It literally felt like I was swallowing a thousand needles every time I would go to clear my throat or or swallow, spit, or eat, or ugh. It's fucking annoying. And that's, I mean, not just, that doesn't even describe it. It was more than annoying. It was just, uh, it was kind of excruciating. I don't really get sick often. And just the, the, the helplessness feeling of being sick is not fun at all. Uh, so one of the things I learned is I need to take care of myself all the time. And I do a pretty good job of it. But the fear of feeling like that again just has got me wanting to eat right. Day in, day out, vitamins, juices, all kinds of good shit. No fucking booze or drugs. I did have a hard time. I got to say, check this out. Maybe some of y'all can feel me out there on this because I did have to take some medicine, a little bit of DayQuil and very reluctantly a little bit of NyQuil to help me sleep because I literally could not sleep because my throat was hurt so bad. That I, I the first night I didn't take anything and it was miserable. I think I, I probably got maybe two two and a half hours of sleep total the whole night because I would wake up every every twenty thirty minutes, and um, it uh it was not fun. So the second night I had to I had to take a little bit of Nyquil, and I don't know how I don't know how you feel about that being sober. You know, trying not to put any any substance any chemicals into our body other than um you know kind of natural stuff and uh i'll tell you what it it was so miserable that i didn't that i just was like i, I got to take something i have to take something and it, i you know it really wasn't as bad i guess as i i had anticipated it i drank some nyquil and i literally slept for like 18 hours and then i woke up and i still kind of felt like shit yesterday um and then today, finally, it was pretty much gone. 
you might be able to still hear it a little bit in my congestedness, uh, but it's it's pretty much out of the system now. Thank goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Love you. Love you, Jesus. So enough about my sick story. Not very entertaining, I know. But I appreciate the ear, and I appreciate your sympathy. Uh, let me do this first. I got a couple of great emails on uh, the last couple of days, and uh, I always say that I really appreciate um, the feedback and some of some of the stories I get and the opinions, and that's why I like to share some of them on here. So let me bring this up really quick. As I'm doing that, in the meantime, I want to give some love and respect to a couple of homies of the show, and I want to um, suggest, you know, this show is um is a recovery show obviously recovery podcast uh, i want to recommend two other shows of of good content good folks good interviews um they're both done really well and and both of these homies of mine uh, have both been on the podcast and uh, on on this show on that sober guy podcast so you may have heard uh, of them or about them before the first one is Omar from the Share Podcast. Uh, that was actually just the latest episode uh, that, that was put out, um, episode 58, I believe, um, with Omar. And uh, so check Share Podcast out. It's it's a really great podcast, got a lot of great guests on it, uh, and O's super, O's a super cool dude too. Um, and then um, also check out the recovery elevator with Paul Churchill and Paul's been on the show. I don't remember off the top of my head what episode it is. I can look it up. Let's do that real quick so we can give that credit where credit is due. And Paul's a cool motherfucker too. And he, uh, him and I met a few months back. We actually met up. I met his parents and stuff, man. Great people. Uh, Paul's, Paul's a really good dude too. I think he just hit a year, um, of, of sobriety and he started the Recovery Elevator, which is another great, great resource and great show uh, to check out. So, um, you know, you take that Sober Guy podcast, you take the Share podcast, and you take the Recovery Elevator, and boom, you got three bomb ass shows that you can that you can put on, and and you can have that resource to. Uh, and if you did that, you'd have three new shows a week. I put one out Fridays. Uh, Omar from the Share Podcast, he does his on Tuesdays, I believe, and Paul puts a new show out on mon- on Mondays. So there you go. You got three shows right there that you can line up for that week to help you better prepare to stay on point in your sobriety and your cleanliness of this fucked up thing they call addiction. So check those out. I'm going to look up... Uh, Hold on a second here. Damn this! You know I got this, this computer just is slower than shit. Slower than shit. Is that kind of like a um, what do you call that? A southern, a southern accent. That's like horrible, isn't it? Can you hear me typing? That sober guy podcast. Is it fucked up when you don't remember your own episodes? Or does it mean that you've done enough to where you have a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit of a plethora, nice word, Raymer, of them to where uh, you just, you don't know. Paul Churchill, where are you at? Paul, where are you at, Paul? Did I pass it? 
how stepping in dog shit brightened my day. That's one of the one of my favorite episodes that 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 uh, I did on here. It's episode forty. That's a really good one. Paul, Pollywog, Polly, dude. There it is, episode forty-five. Paul Churchill, creator and host of the Recovery Elevator. So check that out. Would you check it out? I actually just got off the phone with Omar, and he's a funny motherfucker. And I, you know, it's funny what happens when you put yourself out there. It really is. When you get out of your comfort zone, uh, for me, it was starting a podcast and it was talking about experiences. Obviously, not everybody's going to do that. So when I say putting yourself out there, I don't mean go start a podcast. Do if you want to fucking absolutely more power to you get after it but whatever it is that you do get out of your comfort zone get out in your communities get out and talk to people at the at the grocery store at a meeting at your church um out on the basketball court out playing some hoop you know wherever it at the gym uh wherever you may be talk to people let people know who you are get to know other people when you start connecting with other people and you, and, and you, uh, you figure out that there's some, there's some things in common with somebody that you might not even have ever talked to before because you didn't put yourself out there. Um, you know, you're, you're really missing out. So I know at first it can be a bit intimidating to put yourself out there. A lot of us, I know for myself, I was very insecure for so long that, um, you know, I used booze and drugs to mask all that because then I was like, like superhuman. I could do whatever and say whatever. I could give two shits what anybody thought. But when you're sober and you really have to deal with those emotions and figure out how to think with your with your brain and not just your emotion. See, when I was drunk, I was a hundred percent emotion. That's all. That's what drove me. That's what drove this car, this body, this soul. Um, and, and it was only on emotion when I got sober, I had to figure out how to constructively deal with situations logically with logic in my brain and figure out the best ways to do things and learn and evolve and, uh, really, really find ways to connect with people in a natural manner, if that makes sense and be genuine about it. And when you can do that, there's a certain power to that, that, um, I, I can't really explain in, until, until you do it. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to explain. I don't, I don't say power. Like, um, I don't say that in meaning like, Oh, I'm powerful. That's not what I mean. I just mean a power in, um, a power in a spirit, I guess the spirit of yourself, the spirit of your soul is so powerful. And when you're able to, to really use that for what God, uh, gave us that for, um, it's something very special. So anyways, I got off topic a little bit about that there, but what brought me to that was just the conversation I just had with, uh, with Omar from the share podcast and, um, just a great dude and good to talk with, not just about podcasting, but we're both in recovery. So, and, and Omar's just, you know, Omar is one of the many many, many people that I've been able to reach out to and connect and people who've reached out to me and been able to connect with me, um, you know, about, about addictions, about 
alcoholism, those are the obvious ones, but also about kids, about family, um, you know, about other relatives, about or other relatives that, that suffer from addictions or alcoholism growing up in an alcoholic family. There's all different types of, of, um, of people out there that, that you might be meant to connect with that you never will unless you put down the bottle, put down those excuses, put down those masks, uh, and take those guards down and step outside and start feeling unfucking comfortable for a minute. Okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, you hear because you're listening. Holy fuck, it's a weird night. It's a weird one. So what we're going to do tonight, quick little recap. Um, well, I guess it's not a recap because I haven't really done anything. So this is a quick intro, actually. Let me take that back. We're on day seven of the 14 days to building self-esteem. I think I am a couple days behind on this. So I'm trying to play catch up here. I apologize for that. Um, so we're going to do day seven and, um, and then we'll jump into a quick little exercise that, that I found that I thought was interesting too. Uh, so this is day seven. And once again, real quick, I always do this. Like I'm almost about to start going on the day and then I remember, Oh yeah, I got to backtrack real quick and just Talk about episode 50, which was, if this is your first time listening, 14 days to building self-esteem. Go back to episode 50, and we do one every week. And this week, we're on day seven. I am going to do the best I can with the tools of awareness that I have now. It is now time to purge myself of all self-condemnation, shame, blame, or guilt. Guilt is an excuse not to change. I will take responsibility for my actions, and if I make a mistake, so be it. I will do it better next time. Let me read one line over in this that is really prominent. Guilt is an excuse not to change. I feel guilty that I did this, so I'm just going to keep doing the same stupid thing over and over because I feel so fucking guilty about it. That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Okay, we need to take responsibility for all of our actions. And when we make mistakes, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Let it be. And tell yourself, I fucked it up. I'm going to do better next time. And move the fuck on. Today's meditation Grant me patience with myself, the same loving patience that I want from others. Also, grant me the courage to forgive myself for my past transgressions against others and myself. I like that. Today's exercise. List five habits that I have trouble forgiving myself for and say, I forgive you. Shane, I forgive you. You can say it in a, in a funny voice if you want. Shane, like God or something. Shane, I forgive you. That was a terrible godly voice, but you get the point. Have fun with it. I will do better next time. I'm going to read that one more time. List five habits that I have trouble forgiving myself for and say I forgive you. I will do better next time. So I wrote a couple of them down. One of them, the first one was losing my temper. 
I still, after all the practice, all the exercises, all of the training, all of the therapy, um, I'm still far from perfect and I still lose my temper. Sometimes I've gotten much better at it, at controlling it. Unfortunately, occasionally it still happens and I lose my temper. And lately when, when those type of things happen, uh, what I've at least been able to do is most of the time in the middle when I'm losing my temper and I can feel the blood boiling and I can feel my top about to just blow off my cranium. Um, I can stop and I can think and I can kind of take a breath and I can tell myself, you're losing your temper. Shane, you're losing your temper. It's almost like a broken record in my head. You're losing your, there's someone in there telling me you're losing your temper. Calm the fuck down. And so I can actually think about that a little bit with the conscious part, the frontal lobe part of my brain instead of my subconscious, which will just make me absolutely explode. I think with the front part, I take a breath and I try to calm down. Uh, does it work sometimes the first, second, or third time, uh, Shane, you're losing your temper? No, it doesn't. So it has to be reiterated. It has to be repeated. And sometimes it might take multiple times. That goes back to that uh, Mark Lundholm first thought wrong. First thought wrong. Second thought wrong. A lot of the times, third thought wrong, I'm probably not going to make the right decision until the fourth thought pops in my head. So uh, I, I need to be aware of that. So the second one, one of the five habits I have trouble for forgiving myself uh, that I'm going to forgive myself is getting frustrated with the kids. You know, I got to understand that they're kids. They're not perfect. Just like I'm not perfect. They're going to fuck things up sometimes. And I need to expect it. And uh, what's that going to do in the long run? Uh, it's going to keep an open line of communication up. And let me tell you how that ties in together. Uh, I had a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine's dad at a wedding. We were just actually Seth just got married recently. Congrats to my brother, Seth. We're at Seth and Mel's wedding. And I, I start talking to a buddy of mine's dad who I've known for a long time. And, and he told me one of the things that he, um, one of the things that him and, and his wife did is they kept that line of communication open with the kids. They told them, I don't care what you do. I don't care how bad you think it is. You always talk to us and you keep us informed on what you're doing, what's going on in your life. We know you're going to make dumb decisions sometimes. We want to know what's going on. And the ability to be able to accept the fact that your kids are going to fuck up sometimes and they're going to probably get in a little bit of trouble. They're probably going to try some things sometimes that you'd like them not to try um, is going to open up that line and it's going to help you be a better parent and it's going to help your relationship with your kids and in turn make them be become um you know better adults and and be better kids too uh, but kid, kids are kids they're going to do dumb shit i did plenty of dumb things growing up and i'm sure a lot of us did so back to my point being frustrated with my my kids are little right now but i just got to understand you know my boy's a baby and my my daughter's a five-year-old little girl and they just they're kids and i need to lighten the fuck up sometimes so see this this is how these exercises work we just be honest with ourselves and by talking by talking to this wall right here that i'm staring at and this microphone and all of you out there listening all around the world by me talking about this this literally implants these things into my brain 
And so subconsciously, I will, I will do these things because I've talked about it. So I hope that makes sense to you. Just by listening, you can do the same thing by listening. These little thoughts and these ideas that when I say something that pops into your brain, oh yeah, you know, you relate to it really quick. Those quick little flashes, those quick little ideas, those quick little thoughts can be implemented and implanted in your brain, which will better later, which will later on help you subconsciously to make those right decisions too. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. I don't know who just told me that, like I'm some fucking expert, but I have this feeling right now that I'm, I'm right and I'm just going to roll with it. All right. So, um, one more quick habit is eating sugar. I've been fucking up on that lately. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've been on a pretty good healthy diet and lately things have just been crazy schedule wise and everything. I'll just sit and use all excuses all the time still. And that's why I'm eating sugar. Cause shit's been crazy. No, it's cause I like sugar. And, uh, once I eat a little bit of it, I want the whole fucking cupboard full of it. And that's just how it goes. Um, whether it's drugs or booze or sugar. So I got to be careful there today. I will remember to forgive and to give myself room to learn from my shortcomings. So I'm going to learn from my mistakes and I'm going to forgive myself and you should too. And you should forgive the people who have wronged you. Or who you feel that have wronged you. Chances are they don't know any better. It's not to say that makes it right. But it's easier to forgive than to hold a grudge. And uh, it, it feels really good to be able to do that. So day seven is a wrap. I hope that was, um, I hope that was some, some sort of help for you. It always is for me. And I'm, I'm really, uh, really glad to share that with you. Uh, I found this worksheet. I thought it was interesting. I'd like to go over it with you. Um, if you're interested, if you're not, turn it off and fuck off. Just kidding. Okay, this comes from Anther. Have you had enough yet? Publication 2013. That's the only little uh, fine print I could find on there on where this was printed at. So I always try to give credit where credit is due. Uh, this is called Integrity is What You Do not what you talk about doing. And I just want to read a couple of these on here. It says, determine your reasons for not behaving with greater personal integrity. For example, you may be pushing unpleasant work tasks on other employees instead of being honest with your boss about your inability to do the tasks. You may be afraid to admit to yourself or to your boss that you do not possess the right skills or that the job is not the right fit for you. Face the obstacles that cause you to lie or violate your moral code. This might involve finding a more suitable job, facing your fears about how others may perceive you, and or seeking out counseling to address emotional challenges and insecurities. And once again, let me read the tagline for this. Integrity, we're talking about integrity here, is what you do, not what you're talking about. Okay, so um, what's another good one here? There's, there's quite a few of them. I'm kind of trying to like pick through some of the better ones. This is a great one. Help others in need. If you're in a position to contribute to the development of others or help them do something they cannot accomplish on their own, make an effort to assist. How many years did many of us spend being selfish assholes? All consumed with ourselves. Well, one of the biggest parts in recovery is reaching out and helping others. 
It's part of the circle of recovery that, you know, that, that ring. Um, and if you see somebody out there who needs help, whether it's a recovery related item or not, um, help them, you know, if, if you can, if you can honestly provide assistance, you should do that. And number one, it's going to help the person. That's the most important thing. Number two, it's going to help you. It's going to help you stay sober and it's going to help build integrity in you. And it's going to help build self-esteem. How do we build self-esteem? By doing esteemable acts. Pretty fucking simple, right? Remember that. Assess your progress. Developing personal integrity is a trial and error process that requires persistent effort. Ask yourself on a daily or weekly basis if you're making progress. That's that old saying, progress, not perfection. Sometimes I want to punch myself in the face because I feel like I say it too often, but it's so true and it's, it's very relevant. A little bit at a time, a little bit each day. We're not going to swim around the world probably ever. That was a dumb analogy. Um, but what was I trying to say? We're not going to, how about this one? This is always a great class of one. They didn't build the pyramids in a day. No, they didn't. Who knows how the fuck they built them and how the fuck long it took to build them. But one thing we do know is it probably took time and it took a little bit over a long period of time. And so we need to keep that in mind. Progress, not perfection. Practice truthfulness. Consider all of the relationships at home and work that will benefit from greater truthfulness. For example, if managing a team of employees, be honest and direct with each individual about your expectations and employee performance. Avoid backbiting or gossiping. I've never heard the term backbiting before. Maybe it's just me. Um, I've heard gossiping, obviously. So yeah, avoid gossiping, avoid talking about others. You know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people have nothing better to do than to talk shit about other people. You don't know what that person has gone through or is going through or will go through. So shut the fuck up. Face the obstacles that cause you to lie or violate your moral code. I think I already read that one, didn't I? Damn, I'm a jackass tonight. I'm just being honest. Do you appreciate the honesty or does it bug you? You can email me and tell me. Um, I'm not really sure. I appreciate the honesty. Uh, it just feels good to let it out. That's that's how you know that this show's real because I don't really, I don't really care. Uh, I mean, I care. I care that you. I want to help in that manner, um, but I just want to be real. Okay, so um, let's do one more. Let's see. What is what is one more? Um, let's do enlist the help of others. Okay, so colleagues, relatives, and friends who know you well and have your best interests at heart can assist you can assist your progress by providing objective feedback on a daily basis about the personal changes you're making. That's huge. Um, you know, we we want people around us that we care about and that care about us to support us. So if you have people in your life. Uh, in your lives that are that are um, honest with you and that tell you, hey, you know, I noticed you're doing this and I noticed you're really staying plugged into your, you know, to your program. Um, you're doing a really good job. You know, that that kind of stuff is is huge. And not only that, but also someone to say, hey, I noticed you haven't been um, 
you haven't been doing much recovery work lately. And, and in all honesty, you're, you've kind of been being an asshole lately and you're becoming a dry drunk, maybe something like that. We need that too. We need someone to put us in our place and tell us straight up, not to try, not, you know, trying to be a dick and tell us what to do, but someone who'd be honest with us because they care about us and they want us to succeed and they want to help us. So make sure you surround yourself with, uh, with those important people that, that really, uh, provide positive assistance, uh, to us in our recovery lives. Uh, this has been a good episode. I appreciate just being able to get on here and, and be honest and let it out and curse a little bit and talk like I talk. So if I offended you, fuck off. I don't really care. Find another show. Um, if you love it, I love you too. And if you hate it, I love you too. I don't, I, I mean, I really do love everyone. I think everyone deserves a little love because when you can love yourself, you can love others. Hope you have a great rest of the day, rest of the weekend. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. Contact Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. And leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.